You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Well, hello, hello, you weird bastards. You know who this is. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. Thank you, my longtime listeners, for staying around and for the new people that seem to have jumped on board. Thank you for coming. I just want to let you know I appreciate you and hope that you will also be longtime listeners of this podcast. You better be longtime listeners of this podcast, all of you, if you know what's good for you. You understand? <laughs> that was weird wasn't it it was kind of weird yeah that's what i thought anyway let's talk about something important here how the world needs less thieves i hate thieves and i know everybody that's listening to me right now feels exactly the same way there's nothing worse okay you can get killed that's worse than being robbed i hate murderers more than i hate thieves okay but we're going to just assume that this particular scenario that we're not talking about murderers okay you you grotesque bastards how dare you jump the murderers back to thieves this is excuse me i come up with the topics how dare you <laughs> but i really hate thieves I, I i've always hated them when i lived in la um I, I talked about it in an earlier podcast. Somebody stole uh, the only thing I had of value at that time because I was a broke kid was was my Walkman. And somebody stole that, and that broke my heart. You know, it really broke my heart. Um, and you know, uh, somebody stole my wallet once, and you know, that's a, a really awful thing to do to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just the little bit of money you're going to get from somebody from from whatever object you're stealing. It's a simple fact that you're negatively affecting their life in a huge way, man. You know, when I had my wallet stolen, I had to go to the DMV and I had to go to the, 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 this and I had to go over to the, put that and put this over there. When somebody carjacked me, I had to go, I had to wait for the car, I had to do this, I had to go to the court and I had to do that. I had to wait for another, I had to go talk to the prosecutor and I had to go. It was so much crap. It was like, dude, catch a fucking bus, man. Leave me alone. I worked hard to buy this car and then you put a gun in my face and now I got to give it to you. You didn't work for this car. I work for the car. The person that stole my wallet. You didn't work for the money in that in that wallet. I worked for it. You know? And you feel the same way if you've ever had anything stolen from you. It's horrible. I hate thieves. Thieves are pieces of shit. I mean, think about it. This whole industry is based on stopping thieves from doing things. Car alarms aren't for people like me. I'll never steal your car. You don't need locks in your doors for people like me. I'll never steal your damn, uh, uh, you know, break into your house. It's for those jackasses. And there's not really as many of them as we think. But they have they do so much damage to our lives that we have to do all of this other crap. You got to buy alarm systems and everybody has guns. They think somebody's going to rob them. And you're walking down the street all paranoid if it's dark outside. Why? Because of thieves. It's even worse when it's someone close to you, damn it. That is the thief. And I'm going to tell you a little story about a thief that was close to me. And I still don't believe it. Who was the thief, you say, my friends? My own doctor. Yeah. My own doctor. The person who puts their finger up my butt and grabs my balls while I cough. That doctor. I should have been suspicious when she comes to my house and sticks her finger in my ass and grabs my balls and says cough. And I'm going, doctor, my appointment's next month. This is just getting weird, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Guys, I should probably edit that part out. That's kind of weird, right? Really? That's right. I promised I wouldn't edit out shit. Damn it. Okay, I'm just kidding about that. But the doctor did steal from me, and I don't appreciate it. Trying to be slick about it. It's not bad enough she stole from me, but she stole right in front of me. Unashamed about the theft. Just took it. Knew it was valuable to me. Valuable. And she just took it. The person who's, who's responsible, other than me, of course, for keeping me healthy and alive. The person responsible for keeping this wonderful man, once again speaking of myself, who entertains you for about an hour a week every week. And I thank you for listening. But damn it, that is wrong. 
But I'll tell you about this disgusting theft. I'm telling you what's wrong. I should call the local, I should go back to that city and call the local news people and have them set her up with a sting to prove that she's a stinking thief. Here's the story, damn it. I go to my doctor who's supposed to care about me. I sit down and she's all friendly. Hey, it's Anthony. Hey, who? And I'm all friendly with her because I think she cares. Hey, doc. Little did I know she was just about to rip me off. She takes my blood pressure. And I should have known she had a sneaky look in her face when she put the cuff in my arm. I don't even, she says my blood pressure was textbook perfect. Now I don't even know if that's the truth because she's about to steal. She tells me what my temperature is. Oh, your temperature's perfect. I bet it is. I'm sitting there smiling, thinking everything's going well. Not realizing that she's all really close to the theft. She puts me on the scale, tells me my weight. I already knew what my weight was. Okay, the weight that I had at home and the weight she she uh, she said, exactly the same. Okay, maybe. Once again, at this point, I didn't realize that my doctor was a stinking thief. So I get off the scale and take off my clothes. And I tell you, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm about to get on the scale. And I'm about to take it off. You need to take your shoes off and you get on the scale. Take everything out of your wallet. You put your wallet up there. I put my wallet up there. I had some money in it. Put it up there. A couple of, I had a credit card in there. Yeah, money in the credit card next to the person who's about to steal from me. Put my car keys up there, put my cell phone up there, all my valuables behind me where I can't see them in a room with a person about to rip me the hell off. Oh, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. So after she weighs me, the last honest thing she did that day, she pulls down the the uh, the, the, the uh, measuring stick that's attached to the wall, and she puts it on the top of my head, and she 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 uh, she measures me. She goes, "Okay, it's Anthony. You're five foot eight. and I'm going, "Ho ho! What? Yeah, you're five eight. You can step off now. No, 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 Doc. Maybe you should step back up to the scale and take a look at something that I see. Do you not see it? Are you, do you, I mean, maybe you should go to the damn eye doctor if you can't see what I see, damn it. What are you talking about? Look at that. What is that? What does it say? That says right there. Yes, it says, it says 68 inches. No, 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 no. It says 68 inches here. But what is above the 68 inches? What does that say right there? Uh, one quarter inch. Exactly. So that means if that thing says five, eight and a quarter and it was touching the top of my head measuring my height, it means I'm five, eight and a quarter. That's right, folks. That's right, listeners. Your beloved S. Anthony had a quarter inch of height stolen. Stolen. Ripped off like a thief in the night by the doctor. Gonna take my quarter inch of height away from me. That is disgusting. Gonna steal my quarter inch. I'm only five eight and a quarter to begin with, and you gonna try to take my quarter inch? You disgust me, doctor. I would have I would have been happy if you went in my wallet and took my credit card out and bought some stuff. Okay, actually, I would not have been happier with that. I would have really, really been upset. I actually would have been more upset about the theft of my credit card and you running up some bills and the quarter inch of height. But that's beside the point, damn it. How dare you take a quarter inch of height from me? What happened to your oath as a doctor? What happened to that? Well, you're supposed to be taking care of my health. You're supposed to help me out. You're supposed to heal me as your patient. Huh. You're supposed to be honest as a doctor. And you sit there and you about to write that filthy five foot eight inch lie on my paperwork. You know where I'm five eight in the corner and you trying to steal. You make me sick. I thought you'd be on my side. You're only five feet tall yourself. What if I went around and told everybody that my doctor was four foot eleven? Would you like that? I really wouldn't care. Oh, you say that now. But once that lie got out there and started festering inside you, it was only be a matter of time before you started getting angry and started taking it out on your patients. You might have even euthanized a couple of patients. You could have been a murderer. I saved your life by telling everybody your real height. And you're going to take it in a quarter inch from me. You make me sick. 
How you gonna take the quarter inch of height from somebody that's only five eight and a quarter? It's not like I'm six foot five and a quarter. If you take a quarter inch away from somebody that's six foot five, they don't give a crap. Why? Because they still are six five. If, I, if somebody was worth uh, 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 $900 million and you said they were worth $800 million, they wouldn't care. Why? Because they're still worth $800 million. But if somebody's trying to get a loan and you walk in, you know, he don't got that kind of money. He ain't got as much money as you thought. You know that little threshold that he just barely made it to? He makes less than that. And you would ruin that man's life. He wouldn't be able to buy the house, buy the car, because you don't want to do what you're supposed to do. You disgust me, Doc. I should call the insurance company and tell them not to pay you your money because of the lies that you tell. I mean, come on, man. Or maybe you are a man. I don't know. You could be lying about your damn sex. I've never actually seen you with your husband. I don't know what I don't know what to believe anymore. You about to prescribe me some antibiotics because I had a, an infection in my chest. Do I really have an infection in my chest? Hmm, doc? Hmm? I don't know what to believe anymore, doctor. I don't know what to believe, damn it. I don't trust you, doc. Making up them lies. Now I'm going to stand right here, damn it. And I'm going to look at that paper and I'm not going to leave until after, since this exam is over. Was that, you, you, I trusted you to feel my b testicles when I coughed. And I don't just let any woman touch my testicles while I cough. I would let any woman touch my testicles while I cough, but that's beside the point. I don't just let any woman put a finger in the buttocks. I would, but um, anyway, that's uh, we'll, we'll gloss over that part. That's really none of your business. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to you being wrong, not me being weird. You were wrong, Doc. And I'm going to look at that piece of paper and I'm going to sit in this chair and I'm going to just not move. You, your other patients are going to have to wait. I'm not leaving, Doc, until you put the truth in that section on there where my height is. I want to see five, eight and a quarter and I'm not leaving until it happens. That's right. I'm going to have to have security. I mean, I really like you, but just for today and you can come back. You're welcome to come back. You're just being a little wild now. I'm going to have security come in. Security, ha, please. Well, he's kind of a big guy. Really? Like I'm going to trust your measurements? <laughs> oh, God, that guy's huge. How tall are you? Six foot six. Are you sure you're six six? Did she measure you? <laughs> he didn't think that was funny. <laughs> so I left. But I was, I was invited back to go back to the doctor. I can go back to the doctor. She realized that she was wrong for stealing my quarter, my quarter inch. She invited me back into the office and said, Hey, Anthony, I know you're going to talk about this in your podcast and embellish it a bit for humor's sake, but I want you to know I'm going to write down five, eight and a quarter in your file for you. And I said, is that because of the fact that you realized you're wrong, Doc, or is it because my charisma is so overwhelming like a warm breeze? My, my charisma is like a hot bubble bath after a hot, hard day of work, and it soothes you to be around me, Doc. Is that why? And she says, no, it's because I, I, I was looking at the thing wrong. I was, uh, you know, when you said to come back and look at it, I was actually just going to go, oh, you're right, you're five, eight and a quarter, and then and, and write it down on the paper. But then you went into this ridiculous tirade. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I found it kind of funny. So I was just letting you talk. And, you know, and then security guard, I kind of motioned him over to him. And he was listening to you on the speakerphone, and he was laughing. And I wanted him to come in and hear the end of it. So, uh, you know, that's a so I, I was kind of making a jackass out of myself or nothing. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I'm going to take this uh, story, tell it on the podcast, and embellish it for humor, for humor's sake. Not a problem. Okay, good. <clears throat> and that's just what I did. <laughs> Segment over. Okay, you weird bastards. Uh, I just want to say one thing, and, and, and it's really, really an interesting thing. You know... I just want to thank you cats. I mean, you guys have been really, really cool, you know, with the email and the direct messages and things of that nature. You know, it, it's really cool to get compliments from people who, who dig what you do. So, you know, I, I just want to let you know that I've got, I got the direct messages and I got the email and, and I just think it's really cool when someone says something nice about what you do 
and I really appreciate it. I, I, I'll tell you why. You know, I've always been one of those people that when I like something that someone does and I have an opportunity to meet them in person, I tell them that I like what they're doing. And I mean it sincerely. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't sincere. I remember when I initially moved to Los Angeles, I met a guy that, I don't even remember the guy's name, but it was a long time ago and he did his first Tonight Show spot. And at that point in my life, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get a Tonight Show shot anytime soon. So, um, and I was right because I still haven't done one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then again, I haven't really tried either. But, um, uh, so I meet this cat and he's he's walking around. And everybody's high-fiving him, you know. And he's like, hey, man, you did a great job. Yeah, yeah. You know, can I open for you in a row? Because I really, you know, everybody was asking him for something. And I, I was like, well, you know, what kind of compliment is that when you, when you when right when within a nanosecond you're asking the guy for something? Let the guy enjoy this guy's let him, let him enjoy his moment. This is I mean, if he's been on the show, that means he's probably been working at it for a long period of time trying to get on the program. This is a culmination of years of work and contacts and honing and practicing. You know, let him enjoy the moment without you trying to siphon some off for yourself. So I walk up to the cat and I'm, and he's he, you know, he he just been bombarded with jackasses trying to get something out of him. And he just did a Tonight Show spot. I mean, literally, you know, uh, the, the night before, if I remember correctly. So I walk up to him and I shook his hand. I said, yo, man, I, I saw your... Yeah, the, uh, yeah, it was the night before because I saw it on television. I said, uh, yo, man, I saw your spot. Your spot ruled, bro. Yeah, I talked like that back then. And I kind of talk like that now. Shut up. Don't judge me, you bastards. I said, your spot ruled, bro. He goes, thanks a lot, man. I said, all right, I just wanted to say that. Let me get... All right, I'm out of here. What's your name, man? And I said my name. And uh, he goes, all right, man, I appreciate that. And I, he, I walked away. And he was, you know, and I've done that to a bunch of people where I get a, go up to them, give them a sincere compliment, say, you know, tell them I think what they did was cool. And then I walk away because I, my essentially my only reason to go up there was to let them know that I appreciated, appreciated what they did. And I, I sincerely meant it. And they always kind of look at you as you're walking away like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what happened to your request for my time? What happened to you asking for money? What happened to you trying to ingratiate yourself just to try to get something out of me? Well, that's not why I did it. I went up because I liked what you did. I had an opportunity to tell you that I like what you did and I wanted to. I wanted to tell you because I think that if somebody busts their ass on something and you enjoy it, you should let them know. That's just me. It doesn't mean that if you don't do it, that's there's something wrong with you. It's just my thing. So when I'm on Twitter and somebody direct messages me and it's not even like they're trying to ask me to do something or, you know, not like I can do anything for you. But if they ask me to do something or, or hey, can you do they, they, you know, I really like what you did, man. I think that was funny or that, you know, that thing you did on this particular news story that was really cool. Was, I, I thought about it in a different way after you said what you said and I realized a good take on I didn't agree with you, but I like the way you did it or th that kind of thing. Or when somebody emails me and it's some oh, I really like what you said, man, I relate to that and really, really cool things. I appreciate that shit. I really do, you know, and, you know, so I take that I take that to heart, you know, because like I said, it's, it's important to me when I see somebody do something that I like that I let them know. So when you guys say give me good compliments and wonderful things and write these things to the email and all of that kind of stuff to to, to uh, let me know you dig what I do, that really feels great. The other thing is, which was really weird to me, is uh, I didn't even know you could. I forgot that you could donate to the site because all I did was I put. The, the thing on the, on the on the S. Anthony says pot bean deal. And I started seeing people started donating to the site. I never asked. I just put it there because I'll be honest with you. This is going to show you how much of a, how much of a nerd I am or a dweeb. I should say when I put this pot bean site up, the only reason I put that on there is because they had the wit. And this is so fucking OCD and this is embarrassing. But the, but, but the original layout, one side had more stuff on it than the other one. And I wanted them to be even because I didn't like the way it looked. So that was the last widget. And I put it up top because it was the one that was the right size to even everything out. And it was that. And now I just record the thing. And, if you know, and then I put it up and then I immediately begin working on the next episode. So I didn't think much of it because I only go to the site long enough to make sure that it's up there. And I play it one time to make sure it's played. And then I immediately step off and I begin working on the next one. So I forgot the shit was there. And I started noticing people were... We're sending in some bread. And I'm going, what the fuck is this shit? I, I didn't know what the hell was going on because I forgot about the shit until people were writing me saying, hey, do you do a subscription thing? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing a subscription shit. Fuck, fuck out of here. Well, how can we donate to the podcast? Because, you know, I donate to the podcast that I like. You got a Patreon? I didn't even know what a Patreon was. 
And I felt like a dumbass because I had to go look that shit up. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. And I'm online all the time and I didn't know what the fuck it was. So to the people that donated, even though I didn't know, I didn't even check for donations because I didn't expect to get any because I never asked for any. Thank you. You know, I mean, one of my pod homies did it once and some other people started doing it. And I didn't realize what was going on until I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I went back and found out that, they, that those people actually were on the uh, the Podbean site. Yes, Anthony says that Podbean account. So uh, to answer the questions in the email, if you want to do that, if you wanted to donate to the show, uh, you got to go to the, uh, God damn it, what's the, uh, uh, Anthony says dot Podbean dot com. Go there. If you wanted to donate to the show, feel free to do so. I appreciate it if you do. Uh, mainly because I didn't even ask you guys to do it. You motherfuckers called, emailed me and asked me how you could, which is a huge compliment. I mean, God damn it. There's one thing when somebody says, hey, I like your shit. And there's another thing that says, I like your shit. Here's some bread. That is fucking cool. Now, if you could throw in some banging, I don't know how you could actually donate banging, but I'm going to find out how to donate banging. And I'm going to I'm going to facilitate that that I'm going to ask for. But in all seriousness, um, to the people that actually wrote me, direct messaged me and asked me how they could donate to the show. And like I said, I wouldn't even be mentioning this shit at this point in my uh, podcasting career because I'm still kind of new to this. I wouldn't even be asking, I mean, bringing this shit up if you didn't email me and direct direct message me. If you wanted to do that, go to the SAnthonySays.podbean.com. It's there. If you wanted to donate something to the show, do it. If you don't want to donate to something to the show, that's cool too. Just listen to the fucking thing and tell your friends. That's what I really want you to do. But if you want to, you to donate to the show, feel free to do so. It would be much appreciated. Just like your compliments are much appreciated. Just like you listening on a regular basis is much appreciated. And just like your kind words are much appreciated. This segment is over. And the next segment is me talking about weird shit again. Oh yeah. Okay, my friends, let me ask you a question. What is your guilty pleasure? What is it? I'm talking about whether it is a TV program. By the way, if you say me, um, what the hell, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't care, you know, but what is your guilty pleasure? You know, and the funny thing about guilty pleasures is I don't necessarily have guilty pleasures. I have pleasures. If I like doing something and I'm not hurting anybody else, I don't necessarily consider it a guilty pleasure. But I'll be honest with you, I have one. And it's not one specific thing. It's one type of thing. And my guilty pleasure is shows like Maury and uh, Cheaters. Now, will I sit through an entire episode of Cheaters? <laughs> no. Will I sit through an entire episode of Maury? <laughs> no. Will I sit through about seven or eight minutes of it? Absolutely. freaking lutely because it happens as I'm, you know, and I don't even, it doesn't even matter where I am. If I'm in a hotel room someplace about to go someplace else, because sometimes when you do comedy or in, in my case, I'm working on something else that I'm trying to put together. Uh, you'll be in a different city. You'll be in a hotel room or something like that when you're trying to meet with somebody or some kind of crap and you get up in the morning. But what you have to do either, like, say, for the sake of argument, I went to a place and I wanted I was uh, trying to get a into some, a, a specific project. It didn't work out, um, but as it turns out, I had to go to a different place. And when I went there, I realized that the only thing I had to do in that specific city was meet with one group of people for a little while, maybe two or three hours. And uh, the rest of the day, up until the time, and, and the hotel was close to where they were. So it was like, I was like, I don't even need a cab. I can walk to that. And they were like, all right. So taking, taking out of those two or three hours, I was going to be there for a day or two. You know, those two, three hour meeting actions the rest of the day you're in the you're in the hotel room you know and i'll be honest with you you know i mean i try to you sit there basically watching tv because sometimes these are cities i've been to a million and a half times i don't need to see the damn sites i've been there before so you turn on the tv and it'll be always some crap bull crap movie that you already saw that kind of sucks or it'll be a movie you haven't seen in a while that you, oh i love this movie like ghostbusters if ghostbusters comes on i'm watching it you know if a Steven Seagal movie comes on, I'm watching it because that stuff is hilarious. But my guilty pleasure always is on. And it's always, usually it's cheaters. Well, I sit through a whole show, like I said, hell no. Well, I watch the last chunk where they do the confrontation. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the thing is, what happens is there's, there's always 
the person who was cheated on rushing out oh, i can't believe it and then the other guy how would why would you go this far why would you go, why didn't you just talk to me and that, that's that's an interesting thing to say me personally i've been cheated on before and when i confronted the people i didn't even say anything to the other dude he was expecting to get his ass whooped and i'm like i said dude i'm not going to jail for beating somebody's ass I mean, you didn't rape her, did you? No. So, I mean, you know, I don't even know if you knew about me. And quite frankly, I don't really care if you knew about me. It doesn't really matter. Your responsibility as a human being is to not be a piece of crap. But your responsibility isn't to me. Her responsibility is to me. You can go. I need to talk to her. And he's, he's kind of looking at me like, I'm like, dude, seriously, if I was going to hit you, it would have happened already. I mean, I was behind you when I came up. If I was going to hit you, I would have just tapped you on the shoulder and, and knocked your teeth down your throat. But I'm calm. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So just go ahead. You know, I'm, you know, I said, I said, uh, and he's, he, he basically had, he had uh, his food on the table. I said, no, 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 I'll be finishing. I'll be eating that. You're not going to eat this meal. You're, you're going to be leaving right now. I'll take her back to the, to our house. You, you're going to be leaving now. Thank you for the meal because you're going to go pay for it. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. You're going to go over to the counter right now. And you're going to pay for this food and then you're going to leave and you're going to leave a tip right now. And then you're going to go. How much this would this cost? OK, put 20 percent on the table. Thank you. Go to the counter and pay. OK, I'm going to be eating this. You're going to be leaving. OK. Um, OK, let me, let me repeat this. Pay for the fucking meal on your way out. And he left and I sat down and I talked to her <laughs> and I ate his food. I mean, he was getting it all with my girlfriend. The least he could do was buy me this nice meal. So I ate his food and he left a nice tip, which was really nice of him. And I had the conversation with her and she's, well, you know, and I said, you don't have, I said, listen, you don't want to be with me anymore. No, no, I do want to be with you. No, you don't. You see, when you let another guy put his penis in your vagina, that's pretty much to me the burning of a bridge. You see, if I took my penis and put it in some other woman's vagina, you would be upset with that. Knowing that I chose because I've had plenty of opportunities. I chose not to because I loved the relationship. And up until I realized what you were doing, I felt the same way about you. Now, I don't know if you're expecting me to be upset with you and to make a big scene. I don't do big scenes. If this guy was attacking you or trying to molest you in some way, there would be a big scene. The scene would be I would beat the shit out of this guy and then the police would come and then, and then he would get arrested because, you know, or we both, you know, somehow I would find a way not for me not to get arrested. But either way, he would have gotten his ass whooped. OK, that's what would have happened. That would have been the scene. Me busting this guy open. But you chose to be with this cat. You made that choice. I don't want to hear how you want the relationship and I was away too much. I don't want to hear that because in the beginning of the relationship, I told you, I have to travel sometimes. You don't think that when I'm on the road and I'm standing on stage and there's hundreds of people out there, S. Anthony, S. Anthony, and women coming up to the stage, you don't think that, that there were supremely attractive women who would have loved nothing better than to take my you-know-what in their mouth inside the car, go back to the hotel room, and I just put them on, I just tear them up? You don't think I could have done that? I literally could have done that hundreds of times each month, but I chose not to because I was in a relationship. Now that I finished my meal and you finished your meal, uh, you can go uh, deal with that dude who was very, very gracious enough to pay for this meal that we're eating. You can go be with that cat. I just wanted you to know that I know what was going on, which is why I kind of stayed away from you the last few weeks just so I could figure out what was happening. And I don't want to talk to you anymore. And we can't be friends because my friends don't lie to me. My friends don't do that. I've had women break up with me before and they said it just wasn't working out. And I respected that because they respected me and what the relationship was when it was good enough to not get it on with somebody else until at least we were broken up. I respected that. Even if it was, even if they had the guy all lined up and he was sitting there with his deal out and it's like, did you break up with him yet? And then they bent over and went, eh, yeah, let's bone right now. And they, I mean, at least they waited until we were done. But you didn't do that. So we can't be a part of each other's life anymore. You're going to have to go. Well, I'm going to have to go. Uh, oh, that's right. I need to give you a ride. Okay. I'll, I'll drop you off at your house. Okay. 
But after that, once we wave, when I put you, uh, when I, when you step out of the car, that's the last time we're going to see each other. I mean, you'll see me, <laughs> you know, or you may, you know, but I won't see you. Okay. And she's stunned, astonished. And I don't know why, because I've never been the kind of cat that's going to go yelling and screaming because somebody doesn't want to be in a relationship with me anymore. I, I mean, is, is, does it hurt? Of course. <laughs> of course it does. I'm a human being. But I'm not going to I'm not going to allow you to make me act like a jackass because you act like a jackass. No, nah, that's not going to happen. So I drive home and I let her out of the car. She leaves and I wave to her. Of course, she called immediately as soon as I got home 47,000 times and showed up at the house begging. No, no, no. What did I say? See, me, when I watch Cheaters, I think of myself having been in that search situation a few times and I realize I'm not doing that. I'm not going to run up and you're a bitch. You're a nasty bitch. I'm not going to make because she did something wrong. I'm going to start calling people names, which is completely uncharacteristic of who I am. No, 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 no. But it is amusing to watch people act like jackasses sometimes. You, you've you been cheated on before, right? And everybody that's been cheated on, even the cheaters, I'm assuming, I've never cheated on anybody. But if you watch cheaters. It's an interesting thing to watch this whole situation. How somebody, please take me back. I don't want you back. And then all of a sudden they start saying ridiculously mean, nasty things to each other. Which makes you think that those things were bubbling under the surface. The fact that you actually could spew that crap out in the first place means it was in there. You know, I was watching the thing Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, on PBS a long time ago. And he said, what do you get when you squeeze an orange? Orange juice. Why? Because that's what's in there. Well, it's the same thing with these things. When I'm mad at somebody, I'm mad at the thing you did. If you did something horrible to me, I would say, that was an effed up thing you did, man. Why'd you do that, man? That was. I would talk about the thing. But I wouldn't bring up stuff that happened to you that was horrible in your childhood and bring it up to try to hurt you with it. What the hell is that? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't call. It only happened once when I got mad at a girl. She did something really bad, horrible relationship ending. And I used the word that I hadn't used before and I haven't used since and I'll never use again. And I said, you know what? I can't allow somebody to make me do that. I can't do it. So when I watch cheaters, I see behaviors that I've erased from myself and didn't allow to happen. You know, and guys rolling around on the ground fighting. You know, some, you know some, what am I going to roll on the ground fighting because you chose to get it on with another guy? Are you nuts? Like I said, if he's attacking you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whoop his ass. If you chose to get it on with him, why, why, why am I going to roll around on the ground and risk injuring myself over someone who doesn't care enough about, enough about me to keep her legs closed and to not allow herself to be exposed to potential diseases that she could expose me to? No, no. See, what happens sometimes in relationships is, and I've been in these type of relationships too, I always say to ladies, listen, you know, you know, if you want to be in a relationship, I, we had to take it seriously. If you just want to be friends that occasionally get it on with each other, tell me up front. Then if you go off and do something with somebody else, I don't give a crap. I'm not in a relationship with you. I'm a friend who occasionally we get it on because, you know, I've had that relationship with a few people, actually. I mean, not at the same time, but I had a couple of lady friends with friends of mine that are still friends of mine who basically is like, if you're not with anybody and I'm not with anybody, occasionally let's get it on because I like, you know, I want to be able to get it on with someone who doesn't have a disease, who's not going to act like an idiot, who's not going to stalk me. Sometimes I just need to get, you know, get some real good action, <laughs> right? Some real good action with someone who knows the, what I want to done with the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I go, wow, that was refreshing. And then I can go about my day. And then if I can't find another bo uh, boyfriend or, or in my case, a girlfriend, then we go, hey, you, you seen anybody? And I'm seeing anybody. You want to? Yeah, sure. But the man, but as soon as she gets a boyfriend, I'm out of there and I move back into friend status and I don't even look at it the same way. It's the same thing with me. If I have a girlfriend, she doesn't even look at me the same way. In fact, we kind of keep each, keep the distance from each other just out of respect for the other relationship. But the second she breaks up, if I break up and some time is going by, you've been out of a relationship, what, five months? How about you? Yeah, about six months. For those of you that are idiots, that's, uh, that uh, music means, uh, means banging. <laughs> But that's the truth, man. You know, you have to be adults, adults when it comes to relationships. And when I watch cheaters, I see people, adults who seem to be intelligent adults in other facets of their life, act like complete jackasses. And it's it's hilarious to me in some ways. You know, I know it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. 
you know, because that's like, ah, it's just like a, a way of reminding you of how not to act yourself when you're in that situation. One relationship I was in, and, this, and I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to this, can relate to this specific thing was I had a girlfriend who would go out with me. And this is when I was younger because I'd never put up with this crap now. I was in my early 20s. Would go out with me for a while and then decide, oh, everything is just, it was so exciting for a year, but, you know, I don't know, you know. And then she'd pull, do some, her distance thing and then she'd, she'd start a fight on purpose. And I'm like, and I knew, and as it is, as, an, as a mature man, now I know what she was doing. At the time, I was just a dumb kid who, you know, had a girlfriend who was getting used to steady boom, boom, chickity, boom, boom, chickity, and then enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden she'd start this fight and I wouldn't see her for a month. And and then she'd come back and I, I didn't realize she was auditioning other dudes genitals and the other dudes in general just to you know see whether or not she liked me more. And then she always liked me more. So she always came back to me. I didn't realize that. I just thought she was hot headed and needed to cool down. I didn't find out until later on near the end of the relationship what she was actually doing. And a lot of people do do that all the time. Ladies do that sometimes too. But dudes are oh damn it, you you just, I need space. Yeah, we know what space you need the space in some other chick's ass. And then when you realize that the new one that you went with is not as cool as the one that you broke up with, you go running back to her. And I was on the other end of that a couple of times with this lady. And then I figured out what the hell she was doing. And I was like, hold it a second. I said, hold it. I'm not. What am I? The control group here? You go out and experiment with these other idiots and then you come back to me, right? My house is not, it's not, it was like one of those relationships that was kind of like, you know, like a, a foster a home for kids where they put the kid there and then when they find a, a, a place for the kid then they take the kid out of the foster home and they go off to the new home, the new family. You know, in the best case scenario, they'll find a family where they can actually stay and grow up and build a life with that new family but the foster home is, the, is kind of the way station for the new place. And I said, well, I said what? I'm not a foster boyfriend. You don't get to sit here with me until you go off and audition other people to find out if you like somebody enough that you're going to keep that person and then just disappear. And all of a sudden, I don't matter anymore. I'm not a foster boyfriend. I'm not a truck station where you come in there and you fill up and then you drive off someplace else. Are you nuts? <laughs> and that's what happened. I, that's when I, when I watched Cheaters and this happened to me, like when, meaning watching cheaters this all of that stuff that i've described happened a long time ago but when i watch cheaters that's what i think of i think of when i was younger and that kind of crap happened to me and how fortunately i was mature enough not to go off and start trying to whoop somebody's ass or rolling around on the ground over someone who chose to get it on with somebody else i watch it in amazement it's like dude she 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 chose to nail the other dude I mean, even he, if he was going, I know you're with that specific person and I'm going to bang you anyway. Ha 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 ha. You still don't have any necessarily any real beef with that guy. Because even if he had that intention and she went, hell no, I'm with him. That's it. Get away. Then quite frankly, it wouldn't matter what he wanted to do. Right. Same thing with the ladies. I mean, if a lady goes, hi, I know you're with that particular lady over there and you're having a happy relationship, but I really want to bang you and take you away from her. You don't have a beef with her. She's wrong. She's a piece of crap. But your beef is with him. I've had women literally, when I was in relationships, come up to me and say, "You're you're cute. You're funny. I like your show. Would you mind if I, you know, if you we got we can go out to your car right now and I can, you know, your mm, your mm, 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 and then you know maybe we can go back to your hotel room and you can have some of this." Mm, 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 mm. And I was like, "Uh, no, no. I pre you're a lovely lady, but I have a girlfriend. Your beef would be with me if I did that, not with the other lady. Who cares what the other lady wants to do?" It's with the person, and it never seems to be that way on that show, even though it's an interesting thing. And all of the, and it's funny how I watched that program, and that's what was going on in my mind. It went back like a Quentin Tarantino movie, where I went back in time and transported back to an earlier S. Anthony who was in that specific situation and looked and compared how I behaved to the people on TV. I guess it's kind of a guilty pleasure, insofar as it just reassures me that I made the right decision in how I decided to behave. Now, I don't know how you guys behave when you get cheated on, and I'm sure there's a significant portion of you that have been, even if it's only 20% or 30%, that's still a significant proportion uh, a proportion of people to, uh, percentage, I should say, of people that to uh, get cheated on, whatever the percentage is. So when you watch cheaters, remember, if you get cheated on by some other jumper, your beef is not with the person who's on the other side. Your beef is with the person who was in a relationship with you. 
That's the person you got a problem with. Don't kick the other person's ass. Meaning the person who was the other third person. Don't kick their ass. They have no relationship to you. They have no tie to you. Don't worry about them. Even if they're a friend of yours, you just get rid of them as a friend. Don't roll around on the ground with them. Just say, yo, we're not friends anymore. That was after what you did or what you tried to do. So go away. <laughs> and all of this happened in my mind because I saw seven minutes of an episode of Cheaters. And I occasionally see seven minute up seven minute chunks of cheaters while I'm getting dressed or getting ready to leave or, you know, while I'm eating my toast. And I'll go, you know what? I'm not turning from this. Let me watch these jackasses rolling around on the ground. <laughs> also, editor's note, no one on cheaters knows how to fight. Have you ever seen these dudes fighting? You know, I'm going to kick your ass. And then they have they do this thing where they have their hands close to their own body and they sit there and they look like they're playing uh, patty cake with each other. I'm going, Wow. I'm actually glad you guys don't know how to fight because this is the last thing in the world. The one of the worst things in the world is someone who really, really knows how to fight, who wants to kick your ass. That is the worst because anger plus martial arts skill is a really bad combination, especially if you're on the other end of the ass whooping. <laughs> so, yeah, my guilty pleasure is watching Cheaters and Maury. I didn't mention Maury. I didn't have a diatribe about Maury. Uh, because quite frankly, I've never gotten anybody pregnant. No one's ever said to me, it's Anthony, you know, and you may be the, 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 the father of this baby. And I'm going, yeah. Um, everybody that I've ever gotten it on with, I've actually been around them even after the, the breakup for more than nine or 10 months. And there was no baby to be found. So there's 0% chance that someone's going to call me up and go, you have a child. And I'm going to go, yeah, unless you, um, Unless you somehow snuck into my testicles and pulled some sperm out and then traveled all the way across the country, saved it up for years and then injected it in yourself, which I don't think you have the facility to do. I can't possibly be the father of any children. So I ain't worried about that too much, which is why I did not use Maury as an example in this little rant here. <laughs> but it is kind of funny to watch those people go, I did not. You are definitely the father. And then they find out this is not father. And they all seem to run on exactly the same spot on the carpet and dive on the floor. He is the father, Maury. I don't care if it's DNA evidence. Um, It's DNA evidence, you dumb bastard. He's not the father. Just calm down. Okay, now go back outside and embarrass everybody in your race again. Okay, that's what you're here for. Walk back outside and have everyone that looks like you be completely shocked and embarrassed by your embarrassing, stupid, stereotypical behavior. Okay, okay, cameraman, could you zoom in real close? And we want to get in some real good on the crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this, she's going to start crying. I'm going to ask her a question that makes her angry again. So she punches the guy in the face. Watch this. So you're saying you cheated on her. By boning her mother, her sister, and digging up her grandmom and feeling her, her chest cavity. You felt my grandma's chest cavity, you bastard. That's really, that's the part that shocked you. The fact, not the sister with the mom and all of that. And the fact that he banged your aunt also. The fact that he dug your grandmom up and felt that that's what bothered you. Yes, because I have low self-esteem and I want to embarrass all black people. Okay, all right. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial. <laughs> You know what? I just realized how dumb it was that I actually even paid attention to those shows a little bit. From now on, I'm not watching that shit unless I need it for some jokes. All right. Segment over. Hello, weirdos. Let's talk about, you know what I want to talk about right now? The fact that people are surprised by things that they shouldn't be surprised by. And, and people become outraged when things happen that you would figure common sense would tell them is going to happen. Like right now, it's a huge topic. It's in the news. It's trending. It's everyone's talking about it. Oh, my the iPhone 6 bends when you put it in your front pocket. Really, a large phone goes into your pocket. You sit down and get up and sit down and get up and you're surprised that it bent a little bit. This is a big surprise. Did you did you let's let's keep this real. The same pocket that you put your phone in is all is the pocket that eventually bends your house keys. You ever notice that your house keys get bent up when you put them in your pocket? And a house key is made to be put into a lock and twisted violently several times a day for years. And your pocket can bend that. And now we're surprised that a phone made of a very thin sheet of aluminum and glass 
filled with tiny flexible electronic components bends when you put it into the pot into your front pocket or your back pocket because some people put it in their back pocket which i never understood put it in your back pocket with the power of the human ass pressed against it on a regular basis and we're surprised that our iphones bend would it come on people if you got something that costs nine hundred dollars or or i know well we have i have a plan so it's only 200 i don't give a crap if it's 50 bucks if I spent any money on something I and it's something that I need to use every day, something as important as my telephone, I am not putting it someplace where it could be damaged at all. I have an older phone that still works perfectly, but my phone is small enough that when I put it in my pocket, there's no pressure on it. Because if there was pressure on it, if I could detect that there was even the slightest bit of bending pressure on my electronic device, guess what? It's not going anywhere near that. You know? Why are we surprised that, the, that that a piece of aluminum bends when the pressure of the human body's on it? Come on, man. That's like somebody going, you know, I'm going to put the baby down in this couch and I'm going to have blindfolded people just randomly sit down on chairs. Wait a minute, you sat on the baby and the baby's upset. Really? Really? You're surprised that the baby's upset that somebody sat down on it? Really? The baby didn't like that? The small child didn't like when the fat relative sat down on him? Of course they don't like it. You wouldn't let anybody sit on your kid. Now I'm not saying kid is is has the same level of uh, uh, importance to you as your as your iPhone. I mean, for some of you it does, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is let's not be surprised by things we shouldn't be surprised by. People are always surprised by stuff they shouldn't be surprised by. Come on, man. I was in the car with a relative. This person, I only rode with him that one time, right? Because this 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 fool, you know. For, I think there's some kind of a, a problem with his uh, optic nerve. Uh, he sees perfectly. It's just that for some reason, stop signs are invisible to him. And I'm in the car going, hey, 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 hey. What the, what the, what are you doing? What? Stop sign. What the hell is wrong with you? That's that's his reply when I say, watch out for the stop signs. I'm like, dude, that's what you're going to sound like when they're cutting you out of the car. Sir, we almost got you out of the car. <laughs> My leg. <laughs> and then when he gets tickets, he says, what did they give me? What did the police give me a ticket for? You drove through a stop sign. Why are you surprised that someone, the police stopped you when you drove through a stop sign, you dumb bastard? What did you think was going to happen? People are always surprised by things they shouldn't be surprised by. I know a guy never touched his wife, never had a compliment for his wife, damn near never, you know, got it on with her. You know what I'm saying? He's always complimenting other women, stayed away from her, didn't talk to her, didn't pay attention to her. And then he was surprised when she divorced his punk ass. Now, being a close friend, and we, like I said, when you're close friends with somebody, you can tell them the truth. Like if you're a peripherally a friend with somebody, they're a work friend and uh, they um, have a problem, you have to be really, you know, nice about it oh, my wife left me oh that's a shame dude you know i mean you know relationships sometimes man they don't go the way we expect them to and I, yeah that's that's horrible man i really i really feel bad for you because that's that's just too bad your friend my wife left me you never fucked her what did you think was going to happen you ever tell her she was pretty no you ever you ever you know you ever cheated good no you ever remember you keep forgetting you kept forgetting the birthday didn't you yeah Irene was the one that was telling you to buy something for her birthday you dumb bastard what did you think was going to happen she didn't sign on to be married to you, to not get it on, to not be protected, to not be treated like with respect, you dumb bastard. I told you that all the time. I said, dude, this chick is going to leave your punk ass. She ain't going nowhere. Oh, shit, where's my half my stuff? And there you go. And the same thing with female friends. Are you banging your dude? What did you... Uh, and you're now surprised that he got the hell out. What, is he supposed to sign up for a lifetime of looking at your pretty ass and not getting a chance to get some of it? Hell out of here. And I'm not even just talking about the sex stuff, just in general. I mean, like, like dudes don't like to know that they, they look good. They don't like to be felt up. They don't like to have stuff bought for them. They don't like to be treated with respect. Of course they do. And these jackasses were surprised when the person stepped away. Don't be surprised by stuff you shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't be surprised by. I'm going to vote for this guy and this guy is going to be the best. Now, once he's in, once he's in office, I'm not going to pay attention to what he does anymore. I'm just going to let him run free and not let him know that there's constant or her 
or her, her, let her or him know that there are consequences to not doing what I elected you to do. Wait a second. He's doing stuff that rich people are making him do. I wasn't paying attention. And now all of a sudden bad crap's happening to me. I should, I, I'm not going to vote in the next election because these, it just doesn't make it. Oh, I was not going to do it. You don't vote. What the hell happened? I didn't vote and a bunch of jackasses got in office and now I'm getting fucked. You're surprised by that? Really? <laughs> Come on, man. We got to stop acting surprised when there's things going on that we should know common sense wise. Like I said, if you didn't think your iPhone was going to bend in your pocket when it's made out of aluminum, you're an idiot. If you didn't think rolling stops when there's a police car at that corner and they, they looking right at you and you don't think you're going to get a ticket, you're crazy. If you're married to someone, you're in a relationship with someone and you never get it on with them, you never treat them with respect, you're never around, you disrespect them, you go flirting with somebody else, guess what? They're going to drop your punk ass. If you vote for a for a politician and then you stop paying attention to what he does or what she does and they go off and start doing stuff for people that actually give them money, why are you surprised? You got to stop being surprised by things that are not surprising. I mean, really. I mean, you have that in, in, in your lifetime. I remember going to a, a friend's house and his kid always and i mean always and the kid's a a little tiny kid i mean you know you you know what i'm saying so the kid always if you put food in the middle of the table the kid's going to eat for a couple seconds wait till no one's paying attention and then take his little grubby hand and grab the whatever is in the middle of the if you have like a casserole or something his hand's going in it oh why did you do that why 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 as a person who's over at the house all the time these are close friends of mine when i'm going you guys are really surprised that he he does that the thing he does every single time you do that what are you saying i'm i'm here not that often i'm here enough i mean we're close friends you dumb bastard what he does that all the time what did you think was going to happen like right now, I can tell you what's going to happen next. You've got the meat on this table and the dog's not outside. Dog's going to come up and there he goes. Dog runs in the house, runs up the steps, uh, grabs the meat and drags it downstairs. Damn it, Wow, come on. I'm going, I'm a house guest and I predicted that that was going to happen. You live here. Why are you shocked that your kid sticks his hand in the, in the casserole? Why are you stunned when your dog takes the meat off the table? It happens all the time. What is this, a rerun of a bad sitcom? Come on. <laughs> you know and it's not it's the same thing it, it, it applies to me too i'm not saying that that I, that I never do dumb crap of course i do dumb crap and i've done it before you know i remember when i got in my absolute best tip top shape when i'm talking about i literally talk i look like a chocolate bruce lee you understand what i'm saying i was just you know ah look at that <laughs> i didn't even realize i had gotten into that good of shape because i fell into the habit of just working out religiously and you know running all the time and lifting all the time and eating good and this and that and other, you know and and this is really weird how this happens. I, I I didn't pay much attention to myself. Yes, you go into the mirror to shave your face. Yes, you do this, you do that. You know, you groom yourself. But you're so busy during the hustle and bustle of your day that sometimes things that you, you should have noticed, you don't notice. And I was standing on the scale one day. This is a long time ago because I'm not in good shape as I need to be. But I'm in the process of working out and getting back in shape. FYI. So I looked in the mirror and I'm going, oh, my God, because I had been heavy as a child. And then I got in shape and then I got heavy again and then I got in shape and now I'm overweight, but I'm getting in shape. So I look in the mirror, this is obviously back then, and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing the body that I, as a fat kid, dreamt that I was going to have. It was mine. I owned it. I looked in the mirror and I I look, I spun around, you know, in selfie position, looking at my ass, my legs, you know, I was like, good God. I was like, oh my God, this is what I wanted. I wanted this my entire life as a kid being teased, not, you know, and all this kind of other kind of stuff. This is what I wanted. I worked hard for it and was so busy putting my head down and l- lifting weights and doing all this kind of stuff that I didn't even realize that I had achieved the goal. I looked at this is what I want. I got it. But that was not exactly a good thing to notice that I had actually achieved that goal because at that point in my life, I didn't realize that the, the, the way to live is essentially to always be trying to slightly improve yourself on a daily basis. Because if you do that, 
you know, you get the big, get the big gets, the big goals. You get these, these wonderful things that happen to you over the course of time. So well, because I had gotten in the literally the best shape I could physically get into and I had the body that I wanted, I was like, damn, I, this is exactly what I want. I just got to maintain this. Unfortunately, because it had happened and I had achieved my goals, I got a little sloppy. Oh, I'll have a cheesesteak. It was no big deal. I'll have a cheese slice of cheesecake and a cheesesteak. I'll have an orange soda with difference. But I don't got to go to the gym. I went. I used to go to the gym seven days a week. I've achieved my goals. So what the hell am I going to the gym for? I'm in great shape. Look at I gained a couple pounds, but I still look better than that, than most other people. I'm still in the kind of shape other people want to be in. And some time passes, and oh shit, you fat bastard! How did this happen? I'm surprised that I look like this. <laughs> Why was I surprised? I have been heavy this whole chunk of my life. I got into the tip-top peak dream shape. Then I went back to my old habits and was surprised at the result that I turned into a fat bastard again. Come on. So I'm the, when I say that we shouldn't be surprised by things that we shouldn't be surprised by, I'm applying this shit to myself because it happened to me too. <laughs> you know? So all I'm saying is, just look around, man. There's a whole lot of things going on. And if you if it's something that's common sense and that you should know better, then fucking know better, okay? Because that's what happened to me. I look in the mirror and I'm going, okay, I lost a lot of weight. And I'm going to lose the rest of this weight so I can get back in shape. And from now on, the only thing that's going to be surprising is how unbelievably good I'm going to look by the end of 2015. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. This is me. I'm sorry. This is me in the future talking in the mayor i'm surprised that you're not offered a modeling contract granted you're too short to be a model and too old but it doesn't matter you look damn good they should just change the modeling rules for you good lord you look so damn good you should you should add a video podcast to this because you look damn good let me feel myself up ow future me feels good let me look at future me's ass oh that's incredible Oh, future me. Oh, shit, I got to go back to regular me. Damn it. Can I go back to future me again? Because I'm, I'm looking okay now, but I want to look great like future me. I can't do that. I have to stick with current me. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just make slight improvements on a daily basis, and eventually I'll become future me. And that will be no surprise. Segment over. Okay, my friends. I uh, just want to let you know that I did an interview uh, Tuesday night with Michael Thomas. Um, he has a blog called My Irrefutable Opinion. And it's at myirrefutableopinion.blog.com. I don't know when the interview is going to come out, but we talked for 50 minutes. And it was a pleasant conversation and he asked some good questions. So that'll be coming out at some point in the future. And when it comes out, I'll let you know so you can go and read about it and check out the uh the interview but one of the things he asked me the other night was you know he was talking to me about and i should say asking me about how i put together material and the podcast and everything and and, and some of you people asked me why i stopped doing it the way it was before because i used to do you know three 20 minute podcasts <clears throat> excuse me uh monday wednesday and friday but a lot of people were writing me going you know i kept they kept missing a few of them. They said, I can't, every time I, 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 you do the pie, I keep, I always wind up missing one. Then I have to go back and look for it. Could y'all put, could you put them all in one place, please? Just like one long 60 minute podcast instead of a bunch of 20 minute ones. And I said, all right. So I did that because people asked me to do it. Um, they, people asked me to do a lot of other things, but you know, quite frankly, I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't do a strip tease for each one of you individually. Okay, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked that but I would, I would, it would be nice if somebody asked that you guys are you know kind of mean but yeah but I so uh, make sure you check that out when when it comes out I actually read the blog it's cool anyway so just check out the blog anyway but really check it out damn it when his interview with me shows up okay that's all I'm saying check that out damn it so <laughs> as it turns out this is the last segment uh, of the S. Anthony Says podcast I want to thank you cats for for listening to me every week. I want to thank you guys for recommending me to other people. I really appreciate that. I want to say thank you for that. The email address, for those of you that don't know, I know some of you know because you've been writing me, but the email address, for those of you that don't know, is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. 
the home base for the podcast, the original home, the starship, the flagship for the podcast is S. Anthony says dot podbean dot com. And as some of you already know, because you've told me, um, you've, you listen to me on Stitcher. Some of you listen to me on iTunes. Some of you listen to me on TuneIn Radio. I am in those places as well. And if you want to get the RSS feed for your specific podcatcher, you can go to the main homepage of the podcast, which is, of course, santhonysays.podbean.com. I just want to say thank you very much to Michael Thomas for doing the interview with me uh, last night. It was a pleasure talking to you. I want to thank you guys once again for listening to me. We will do this again next week, you sick bastards. Much love to you all. Thank you very, very much. S. Anthony out. Go.